Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Hey, everybody. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number one of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, dear? Oh, Metsuyan. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem and Metsuyan. (laughs) A bunch of Hebrew we're throwing at them today. (laughs) All right. I feel like I'm back in Israel. Hey, I wish we could virtually travel to Israel, but we can't go right now. I know. So we have to (laughs) tell them what we said there. Metsuyan means excellent. Metsuyan. So if you want to say excellent to somebody, you can say Metsuyan. Baruch Hashem is something they say in Israel as a reply to how you're doing, it means blessed be the name. Mm-hmm. Some yes. people do that right? in Jerusalem. Mainly the not Orthodox. So much, yeah. Not so much in Tel Aviv. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, Yofi, that means great. Great. Yofi. Mm-hmm. That's a yon. Okay, so that's a little Hebrew lesson for today. And we're so glad to, to be with you. We're excited about this, starting this. We've been praying about this. And so today we're going to preview a little bit of what is Spirit of Adoption Radio, Uh, also a little bit of who we are and our story. And later, I have something very special planned, which is something funny about Tabitha. Ooh. How do you like that? I don't know. You maybe need to make a little funny noise. It won't be anything rude. Um, (laughs) I hope not. It won't be anything rude because love doesn't behave itself rudely. Okay, I'll remember that. Amen. Amen. And then we're going to give you a little glimpse of some upcoming episodes that we have in in mind. Mm-hmm. Lastly, we have something that we want to to give you, so you want to hang around for for that because we have something that something I've put together that'll be a blessing and an encouragement to you that your whole family will be able to use. So. Exciting. Excited about that. Yay. So starting off, I just want to have you, dear, share about our story mm-hmm. and adopt an adoption affair story. Yes. Um, and because some people may know us, some people don't. So All can right. you give a little background? Absolutely. So um the vision for Adoption Airfare was really birthed on my very first ever short-term missions trip, which was to Uganda, Africa, of all places. Um, I was single at the time, working as a nurse in Uganda, Africa. Um, I went on this trip with two very special ladies, one a teacher and another one was a nurse educator. And it was there in Uganda that the Lord just really gave me a burden and birthed this burden in me for the orphan crisis and for global missions. And, you know, at the time I was a nurse working in an AIDS clinic in an orphanage, um, there were just so many things that impacted me about that first, first ever global trip that I, that I ever took. And, um, you know, one of those things was just seeing children, orphan children with only one pair of shoes. Um, there was a time when I went into a little village and we were giving out candy and, and cookies and meeting some children. And we gave out some cookies to these children. And one of the little boys put the cookie box on the bottom of his, on his foot, like a shoe. And just seeing things like that were just so 
impactful to me. You see things on television, but when you actually go, you get to see them up close and personal and the needs become more a reality in your life um, that you really just can't shake. Um, You know, I also met a woman who only had one dress, you know, and I, I had packed in, in my suitcase, so many dresses, you know, for every day of my trip. But there was this one woman that I met that she only had one dress, but she just had the joy of the Lord. And I just was thinking about her, like, how did she even wash her clothes? You know, that just so many things that we take for granted. So one of the things, um, funny about my time in Uganda, the very first time I ever went there, some, you know, really learning experiences for me. Um, I, my patience, let's just say my patience was very tested as we ordered a meal at a restaurant, waited several hours. The food never came. The waitress kept offering us toothpicks and tea, but no food. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh goodness. So it sounds like you would have been better off going outside and getting some yeah. crickets and so like John the Baptist. We, we went to bed. We went to sleep hungry that night. But, um, you know, somewhere in the midst of all of that, I developed a real love for the people of Uganda. And, you know, it's so funny because when you really love someone, they you love even the, even the unlovely parts about them. And um, I remember short story here going to Kenya after on my layover on my way home from Uganda. So got on the airplane in Uganda, went to Kenya. Um, in the Kenya airport, they had these perfumes that smelled really good. In fact, I even bought one. Um, but I found myself smelling all these good smells. And then I was actually missing the stench of the people in Uganda because when you love someone, you know, you love even the hard parts to love. And so I developed this love for the people of Uganda. I guess you could say I was wrecked. You know, I couldn't do things like enjoy buffets anymore. Um, you know, this trip was really the catalyst behind the desire for me to be instrumental in connecting the people that have a need with the needs and the resources to meet those needs. So eventually that's what brought forth the work that we're doing now with Adoption Airfare. I mean, that's fast forwarding a lot of steps to get to that point. But to make a long story short, that short-term missions trip and actually going and being obedient to God's call and going on that short-term missions trip was what birthed in me a heart for this entire career change and entirely new life of um, serving people with their travel. So um, thankfully, I married someone with an even greater desire for the gospel and for global missions than I had. You know, in fact, we just returned from Israel in January. And um, right about the time that we were landing, the coronavirus was starting to spread out of Wuhan all the way across China. And we just really had no idea the impact that that was going to to take, um, not only on our business, but just global impact that that was going to have. We just really had no idea back in January where all of that would go. And hopefully we'll be able to get back to Israel. Yes. The Lord birthed this radio show in our heart at the same time that this pandemic was beginning to spread in China. So it's really interesting that we had strong desires to do this at the same time that that began and it was growing, this was starting to grow in our hearts. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was a coincidence. I think the Lord was doing a new thing in us uh, and we all, we all need the Lord to do a new thing in us. And uh, he uses these trials. He uses these circumstances to do new things in us. But regarding China, we have had so many adopting families that, We've had the privilege of serving. Yes. Uh, probably the largest percentage of our adopting families have been uh, adopting from China. 
when this started to happen, this coronavirus spread, uh, we had families actually in China at that time. Mm -hmm. Before it started spreading around the world, we felt like we were already there. In our hearts, we, we go with our families. And so we had families there and we had families that were actually traveling there as it was breaking out in China. Yes. Um, and our hearts were with them. We felt like we were on the front lines with them Absolutely. when this started breaking out. Mm -hmm. Now, when it started to spread beyond China and started to spread all over the world, it was something that began to be very intense for us. Yeah. Uh, because we have teams and and uh, missionaries and adopting families all over the world that mm -hmm. the Lord has us serving, uh, it became a, a flood, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. a, like a flood was, was hitting us of trials, all kinds of trouble, all at once. And so we, we were uh, going to urgent prayer, just really seeking the Lord. And the verse that was really standing out was Romans 8.15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. And so the name spirit of adoption comes from Romans 8.15. That's why we put that at the beginning of the show. That's where spirit of adoption radio comes from. It says in James uh, chapter 1, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Mm, amen. So, we were, we were very much in a test of our faith, um, individually, uh, my wife and I, and Adoption Airfare and a whole team. We were, we were in a test of our faith uniquely because we were all over the world. Yeah. In, in our work, we were literally all over the world, and everyone that we're serving is now in a tribulation. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord says, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, right? But be yeah. of good courage, be of good cheer. I have overcome the whole world. For me, um, I, I, was, I was experiencing a lot of warfare, actually. And at, the, at a certain night in this, um, I was experiencing a lot of warfare. And if we're children of God we, and we're going forward, we should be experiencing some resistance, yeah, right? Exactly. That's why he says, put up the shield of faith. If there's no arrows being shot at you, then you don't need a shield of faith. But... Um, so the, the night that I was experiencing that, uh, I had some great victory that came, uh, that night and I, I began to meditate on what is true. So mm -hmm. Philippians four, eight, and nine, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, right. And it goes through all of those things that you're supposed to meditate on. He says, the God of peace will be with you. Shalom. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, battling with that having temptations with fear and everything that was going on, all that was hitting us. And, and I, know, I know you were too, dear. Yeah, me too. We both were. Because uh, we were being pulled in every direction all over the world at the same time. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, what the enemy means for evil, the Lord uses for good. Right? Amen. Amen. And when you walk through the waters, it won't overtake you. Yes. Right? So I, I began to meditate. The Lord was telling me, meditate on what is true. And the truth is that he who's in us is greater than he who's in the world or whatever's in the world, coronavirus, mm -hmm. anything in the world, he's greater than it. So okay. I was on my knees, literally in the midst of this storm, as you were sleeping, dear. Mm. Uh, praise God, you're sleeping. Yeah. But 
I needed to meditate on what is true because I was being hit with a lot of lot of different things. Lies. Yeah. Lies. Mm-hmm. So the thing that the Lord was speaking to me is that he's greater. Amen. I'm greater. I'm greater than this. I'm greater than this. As great as this seems and it's, and it's, seek, and it's trying to engulf you, I'm greater than it. Mm. And so I just started to proclaim the truth that you are greater. Yes. You are greater. The truth is, Lord, you are greater than this. Fill in the blank, right? Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank and proclaim it. And the Lord just had me proclaiming. The more I start proclaiming it, you're greater in me. Mm-hmm. You're greater in me than all the greatest fears that I have, right? Oh, yeah. And the Lord started to build faith in me. And he says, build yourself up on your most holy faith, right? Amen, yes. So this shield of faith was getting bigger, but that's something that the Lord did in me. Uh, he's greater than all the things that are trying to exalt themselves against you. Mm-hmm. right? He's greater mm-hmm. than them. And that's the truth. And the truth set me free and I was able to go to sleep that night. Um, it wasn't the full victory though. Why don't you share? So this is what yeah. took place the very next day. And yeah. So, you know, in the midst of this trial, probably it would be about the first two days of the European shutdown where uh, all of the flights out of Europe were getting shut down. That was the absolute worst for us in this whole trial because having so many clients all mainly all over Eastern Europe needing to get home before everything shuts down, um, those two days were probably almost unbearable. They were un- almost unbearable without the Lord helping us through it by His Holy Spirit. This would have been an unbearable circumstance for us to go through. But thankfully, He was with us in that trial so near and so close, just helping us. We were you know, booking flights literally for teams. And, and as quickly as our team, our Adoption Airfare team of travel agents were booking these flights, they would be canceled by the airline almost before we would finish booking them. So we, you know, we had a team of students over in Latvia. Their parents are like, you know, we need to get these students home. Uh, we're trying to book them on flights. As soon as we're booking the flights, these are literally the last flights out of Europe. You know, while we were doing that, we were just hitting so many different trials, different trials than we've ever gone through before. We we really actually, our team actually learned a lot going through this because, um, you know, some of the intense things we had just never, these were, this is just so unprecedented. We had Amen. never seen any of this. Like, so we're going to be able to serve our uh, families and ministries and missionaries even better now because of going through this better. trial. <laughs> I know. That is great. So about night two of the long days and nights up rearranging flights for people, I woke up in the middle of the night with this temptation to just panic and fear. And it was such a very real temptation for me. Um, in fact, one of my greatest takeaways from this whole trial has been from a missionary wife who goes to really rough places like Mosul and Burma. And she said something so impactful. She said, I've learned very early on not to play around with fear. And, you know, it sounds so simple, but when you think about it, it's like, wow. So as I was in that night of temptation, I had just this dark night, this this night when I woke up and I I just had this panic, I felt like try to come over me. In that moment, I almost audibly heard the voice of Malachi, this little young brother in our fellowship who leads worship, singing the Great Things song by Phil Wickham. And specifically the part that I heard, and I just heard him just worshiping the Lord with this part of the song, the the part that says, you know, hallelujah, God, above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, 
have done great things. Here we go. Yeah, this is it. Come let us worship our King. Come let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. Yes, He has. See what I see. Let's see what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Come on. And oh, hear up ahead. You conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Go ahead, Darren. <laughs> so, let this flow. The next day, Kevin, um, we were sitting down at the table together because that that spoke to me so loud and clear that night. Um, Kevin did not know that that song was like playing in my head the night before as I as I went through that really dark night. And so he, we sit down for a meal together, and Kevin says, "You know what, honey? I have a surprise for you." And I had no idea what it was and we just, you know, we're getting ready to start eating. And then he puts the song on this song, <laughs> Great Things by Phil Wickham. And he just said, you know, this is a surprise that I had for you. And it was totally the Lord. Like in that moment, he had no idea how deeply that song had impacted me the night before and how how the the Lord put that on and it ministered to me. Cause I mean, even that day we were still going through it. We were getting hit by this intense trial with all of these flights being canceled. And in the middle of it all, I just broke and I had these tears and I just lifted up my hands to the Lord. And I started just worshiping the Lord, giving him that sacrifice of praise. And in that moment, the Lord just overcame it, you know? And it was like, it was like we, I got up on the wings of eagles above the circumstances that I was going through. And I was able to like, just worship the Lord and give him that sacrifice of praise. And I, my spirit needed that in that moment so much. Amen. So the Lord truly does supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. And he knows what we have need of uh, even before we ask you know, he knows what we have need of. So praise you, Lord, for that. So the next morning uh, before I had given my wife that that song, that the, the Lord knew that song. I didn't know, but he knew that that was something you needed. Yeah. And uh, I, I still wasn't having the, the full deliverance that the Lord was going to give us in the midst of this. Uh, we had to press on, right? Yeah. We had to press on through many tribulations. This, the scripture says we must enter the kingdom of God. So we go through it and we can go through all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes. And so we keep going and we don't lose heart. In due season, we will reap. If we don't lose heart, you know, don't grow weary. So we had to keep going, overcoming evil with good. And so many promises as, as we're in this storm, I, I saw that related to Romans eight fifteen, crying out, Abba, Father, Right? Mm -hmm. And Isaiah 40, 31, where we're waiting upon him and he lifts us up. It's like Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Yeah. That's like Romans 8, 15 and Isaiah 40, 31. Crying out, Abba, waiting on him. He lifts us up. Right? Amen. And so the promises of God in this trial that we're in, all of God's people all over the world need to hold on to God's promises. 
uh, I, I was thinking of a quote by Hudson Taylor. He said, at one trial that he was in, at this one really desperate point, he said, uh, I believe to his wife, we have 87 cents and all the promises of God. Wow. And that's a lot. Amen. 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 So when the virus began to spread all over the world, uh, again, we felt like a giant wave was hitting us and trying to pull us under. And we felt like we were going to drown under it. Like, you know, heart even beating. Like we had so much hitting us, heart starts beating. And we don't want our hearts to fail us, right? Right. Men's hearts failing for fear of the things that are coming upon the earth. So the Lord says the remedy to that is, look up, your redemption's drawing near. Amen. Look above it. You got to get above it. And so that's what was happening. And we held on to promises of God. And uh, he's able to keep us from stumbling. He's able. He sure is. He's able. Uh, Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. He's able to keep us, right? We wait upon him. He's able to keep us. But in Jude 21, it says this, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus unto eternal life. Yeah. Somebody needs to hear that right now. It's relationship. Amen. Isn't it? Amen. And, and he's so faithful. Yeah. He is so faithful. He will come through. And again and again and again, he's forever faithful. But it's always darkest before the dawn. Mm. That's the truth. You have to keep waiting. Keep holding on to him. Keep crying out, Abba, Father. He's going he's gonna to lift you up and you're going to be a testimony. That's, it's not just for us, right? Because if, if you just seek to save yourself, right? That's not God's will. No. But if you give up yourself, you deny yourself, you lose your life for his sake in the gospel, right? Then you'll gain it. Amen. So he wants to lift us up and then show us off. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. this is one who's trusting in me. Trophies of his grace. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But you have to wait. That's right. Because he still has you getting refined. <laughs> and he pulls you up and he's got impurities off. Mm. He shows you as pure gold. So like Job said, after I've been tried, I'll come forth as gold. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us to triumph in Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 2.14. So we felt like we were going to drown. And the next moment when the deliverance came and he lifted us up, this is a supernatural thing. He lifted us up and, and literally we felt like we were surfing. <laughs> that's how, that's how I, that's how I picture it. We were drowning. This was, this was trying to engulf us. And then he lifted us up and we were surfing on it. Nothing changed. The problems were still just as big. No. Hitting us. The winds changed. and the waves were beating against us, but we were standing and it was in our spirit. It was by the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. He lifted us up and everything changed in a, in a moment. Oh yeah. Right dear. I think it happened through worship. Like just, having that brokenness, that moment of really sacrificial worship and praise to the Lord when we didn't feel like worshiping or didn't feel like putting our hands in the air, but we did it anyways. And that was birthed from that. Amen. It was such a great deliverance and we were rejoicing so greatly. And this was a miracle that happened. And I think this is the purpose of God doing these things in us. Like I said, it's to bring glory to himself and that others We'll see that and turn to him. And so Amen. after that happened, I actually, not in a vision, but just in my, in my mind, I, I, I saw myself out at a certain corner. 
It was amazing. I, right. I was lifted up out of this, this trial, still in the trial, but in my spirit, lifted up out of it, victorious in, in the Lord by yeah. his grace. And then I saw myself out at a corner in, this, in the city we live in, at a certain corner, and I was holding a sign that I made, I hadn't used since 2008. It was a mm-hmm. sign that I made with John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me. And the other side is Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28. Mm-hmm. And it says, Jesus says, come to me. And all you who are heavy, burdened, and I will give you rest. You'll find rest for your souls. Just mm-hmm. come to me. Those two verses. And I saw myself out of the corner holding that. I had so much joy and he filled me and compelled me to go right out there to that corner. Yeah. And it was, it was totally him sending me, doing that work. And it wasn't just for me just so mm-hmm. I could feel better. It wasn't just for me so I could feel better. Right. It was so he could use me. And I was feeling like I was going to drown. And the Lord was then sending me out to others who are drowning without God mm-hmm. and without hope in this world. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's how I used to be. So he filled, sent me out, and I had so much joy. And I know that the Lord was using that. Those two verses, he was using that out there to be medicine to others who yes. need him. That's what we're here for. That's yes. what we're here for. One thing you can't do in heaven, one thing you can't do is you'll never share the gospel with someone who's lost mm-hmm. ever again. Right. You have to do it now. Amen. We were singing that song, Crazy Faith, remember too? Oh, yeah. That was another one. There were several songs that really ministered to us. That's that. right. Crazy Faith Adoption Version. Yeah, you know? that's right. Crazy Faith Adoption Crazy Version. Crazy Faith. Let's see, if, let's see if we got that. What if it cost everything? Crazy Faith. God, I hear you, you really want me to walk up to that mountain, tell it just to move, this is crazy, yeah, but her face in that picture, I said that's our daughter but we can't swim this ocean but you're telling us to move this is crazy yeah lord this scares me yeah but it's gonna take crazy faith so what if it cost everything I'm stepping out, I'm taking the leap of crazy faith. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we, we put that one on repeat a lot, huh? Oh yeah. In the midst of that. That wasn't on <laughs> that was on repeat. And so it's gonna take crazy faith, but mm. faith is what pleases God, right? That's right. Faith is what pleases God. And so I want to share um, about a testimony that came to me today, mm-hmm. speaking of crazy faith and yes. faith that pleases God. I want to share with you because this morning I had a brother 
that contacted me. And uh, it's, it's really, I believe there's revival happening in the hearts of God's people through this coronavirus. Yes. I really do. I'm seeing it. Yeah. I'm seeing it. And so a brother contacted me and shared a revival that is taking place in his heart and it is spilled over, right? Our cup, we lift our cup up and he fills it up and overflows so it can flow out onto other people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to call him Joe. That's what I'm going to call him. So just so I don't, I don't, uh, use his, his real name there. Um, so, and he lives in a, in a state where it's hitting pretty hard, Mm -hmm. hitting pretty hard. And before this hit, uh, he was going through a lukewarm season in his life. This is from Mm -hmm. his own testimony to me today. Yeah. And he was, uh, struggling, struggling. He's had a lot of physical problems, a lot of health problems. Mm. And different things, and and so he he's been struggling, um, and he told me that he's been lukewarm, and he's had kind of a form of godliness, mm-hmm. but has been denying the power of God, mm-hmm. and that can happen, right? That's why the Lord desires truth on the inside, not just outside a show, right. but inside. Amen. And sometimes it takes some some shaking, some trials, some things to get down deeper into a person's life to where they have genuine faith, crazy faith. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah? Because anyone can look right, like, like they're following the Lord on the outside. Sure, yeah. But sometimes the Lord shakes it up yeah. and gets, gets, gets things real. Mm-hmm. So that's what he was sharing with me, and he works in a huge distribution center. And where the foods come in and our products coming in, and here's a little insight their distribu- huge distribu- distribution center, it's about 50% empty. Wow. It's a good thing we don't put our faith, right, in those products. Right. We put our, we're called to put our faith in Jesus. Yes. Right? Yes. And, he's, and Jesus said, don't labor for the bread that perishes, but for the bread that will endure to eternal life, which my Father will give you. Mm-hmm. That's what he says labor for. So, even if the distribution lines are cut off and supply chains are cut off, our supply chain to the Lord's not cut off. That's right. He, sells, he said it'll supply our needs, right? Amen. Look at the birds of the air. And that's another thing we've been doing too. Look at the yeah. birds and look at the flowers because the Lord said, look at them. He cares for the birds. He'll care for you. You're much more worth to, to him than that. Amen. But so he was becoming fearful of the coronavirus spreading. And how is he going to care for his family? Is he going to jo- lose his job? And he started to get engulfed with anxiety and, and different, different things like that were happening in his heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was lukewarm in his faith. It wasn't crazy faith. Mm-hmm. It was lukewarm faith. Yeah. And the Lord started reminding him of all the times that he saved him. Wow. Because he used to be uh, a drug addict. He used to be on drugs and the Lord saved him. He had someone pointing a shotgun in his stomach and he, they were all doing drugs together and he thought he was going to die and the Lord saved him. Then he's been in car accidents. The Lord saved him from all these different things that the Lord has saved him from. Wow. And can't I save you from this? Mm. You yes. know? And so he's our savior. He's our yeah. savior. He's still saving us. It's right? a good reminder. He's yeah. Still, yeah, he who endures to the end shall be saved, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew 24, he's still saving us. And so what happened was he's in his 
uh, forklift. He drives a forklift and he carries stuff that's like as heavy as a car. That's how heavy this forklift is full of stuff, okay? Products. Mm-hmm. And there's giant racks. And he's going down these lanes really fast, putting stuff in these giant racks in this huge warehouse. 200 guys work there. And so he, he was going in reverse. And the brakes st- went out on his giant forklift. The brakes mm-hmm. went out. Mm-hmm. And he's going full speed towards a giant metal rack, with beams and everything. And the, the weight of, of his whole forklift is going to crush him. Mm. And he, in his mind, he was thinking, okay, Lord, this is it. This is it. I'm going to get smashed now. I'm going to die right now. Wow. Imagine. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so here's the thing though. 50% of the store, 50% of the warehouse is gone. So what happened? It came and crashed into, into the rack and he flew into an empty space. Wow. That normally, the, it would never be like that. It would be full of stuff. He would have been smashed. This is his testimony. Mm. Because of this pandemic, hmm. that rack was empty. And he flew into the empty rack. Wow. And the, and the whole forklift smashed against the, against the rack. And he's, he, he's, like, he's like hidden in the cleft of the rock. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So you talk about God using... Something for good. Thank God Praise. for the coronavirus I mean, right there. He, wow. Right? He's thanking God for that, right? Yeah. But it woke him up. Oh, it woke yeah. him up. Sure. And instantly, it, 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 it caused him to have an awakening. It caused like a, re- a revival in his heart. And so he asked his manager if he can, and, and you know, there's fear. People are held, in Hebrews too, they're held by the fear of death in the grip of the fear of death. And that's spreading all over the world. And people have don't, don't have an answer apart from Jesus. He's the answer to death. Yes. So he, he's been sharing with his uh, coworkers for years. When I used to live, we used to live in that state, mm-hmm. he would tell us about that. He would be sharing with his coworkers all the time, grieving, praying for them, sharing the gospel with them, Almost loving them. 20 years. Yeah. 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 So sowing a lot of seeds. But he asked his manager if he would let him share in the lunchroom with all the guys because he had he he was just had an awakening. Zeal, and he realized just, life wow. and death. You know, when you're faced with life and death, you yeah. know, and the Lord saves you, then you realize that wow, there's a lot more people facing life and death than you. Mm. And our life here is to bring the gospel to them. Yes. Amen. Right. So his manager actually said that he could do it. His wow. manager said he, he could share in the lunchroom with all the guys. So that was just like an, that was like a miracle from God. Yeah. He's never had, he's never had that opportunity to do that. Mm. So he shares and everyone, he, he, he asks if anyone wants to leave, they can, nobody left. Wow. And they all listened and they were humble and thankful. And the manager thanked him for, for sharing and, and then he, he asked if he can share with another lunchroom. Hmm. And so there's like six lunchrooms or something in this giant facility. And the, the manager said he can share with them too. Wow. <laughs> what is that like? <laughs> is that amazing? Faith. Crazy faith. So, and so he shares with them. And then there's, there's one person that complains in there. One, mm. one, one of the coworkers complains, but he gets to share the gospel. He shares the whole gospel with them. Wow. Okay. 
And the manager says after that, well, one person complains, so you're not going to be able to share anymore. Okay. You know, I appreciate what you're doing, but you can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. So then uh, after that, he has, there's a, someone comes from another lunchroom, from another part of the warehouse, okay, on another day. And they ask him, they say, they say this, uh, Joe, can, can you please come and share with our lunchroom? Wow. Please come and share with our lunchroom. And he's like, oh, I would love to share. I'd love to come. But the manager said that I can't do it. It's, you know, it's private property and I can only do it if there was not a complaint. And, mm-hmm. and he told me I can't do it anymore. So he's kind of broken hard because, but this man that's coming to him, he's so, so sad. He, he said he was so sad and mm-hmm. he was upset. He's like, he said this, but we need to hear what you were sharing too. Our lunchroom needs to hear it too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our lunchroom needs to hear it too. It was like the man from Macedonia calling, crying out in the, in mm-hmm. the book of Acts, you know, for uh, the apostle Paul, come and help us, come and help us. This man was coming and it's amazing too, because the man that came is a homosexual. Wow. He came to him, mm. came to someone that he knows is following Jesus. So you know that the Lord is using this coronavirus to break yeah. through what looks like people who are really hard. Wow. The homosexual community, that whole community, they look really, really hard a lot of times. Mm. But yes. God is working in their hearts. Amen. To come and talk to him and say, please, come and share with us. Wow. And, uh, and his head was, he said his head was dropped. He was so sad. He was like going to cry. And he, he got his number. He said, I'll talk to you outside of work. I'll talk to you outside of work for sure. I'm here for you, you know? Now, now here's, here's what happened after that. The CEO of the company let everyone know in the company that um, someone had tested positive for the coronavirus in, in the warehouse and wow. that they were going to have a meeting. They needed to have a meeting about it, okay? So the CEO, he said the CEO and the, well, the bigwigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he called the bigwigs. Yeah. They, they have a meeting with the whole plant and, and to, to talk about this. Hmm. And so on, on that day, uh, Joe, he's walking up to, into this conference room. He's, he happens to be walking right behind the CEO. Okay. Hmm. And crazy faith, right? The Lord stirred up crazy faith in him. Wow. And he asked the CEO of the, of the company if he would let him pray. In the, in the meeting, hmm. if he'd let him pray for all the, all the company, for the, all the guys, all the workers. And the CEO said that um, it just wasn't the right time for that. It's, it, it's not the right time, not the right setting for that, but I appreciate your prayers. Please, please pray for us. But I can't just, I, I can't. Pray in you. your heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man, righteous man still avail much. Hey, okay. But so he, he told him, not, not now. Not, mm-hmm. not, not at this time. We can't, sure. can't have you do that, you know, with the, with the whole company here. Um, so this, the, he, he, uh, he goes in the conference and he's, he, he said he's seated right in the middle of all the guys. He said it was kind of funny, you know, someone in this giant plant has a coronavirus and then they all gather together for like a group hug, you know, mm, stop the spread, right? <laughs> yeah. Social distancing. <laughs> right. But, but the thing not is quite. the Lord can gather people together. And if the Lord gathers them all together, I think they're going to be safe. Yeah. And he said, I was right in the middle of all the coronavirus, brother. And, <laughs> and I said, bro, that's where Jesus is. Amen. He's right in the middle of it all. That's right. Right? 
He's always right in the middle of it all. And so he, he said the CEO, he, he stands up to speak, to let, let the whole company know what's going on. And he's, he starts to speak and he stops. And all of a sudden he says, um, before I share, there's a gentleman in our company who's going to come and pray. Wow. Wow. Completely changed <laughs> like a miracle. And I told him, I said, that's just like in Proverbs where it says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it like a water course. Yeah. He literally got to see that miracle right in front of his, right, right in front of him. Wow. He was amazed, of course. Yeah. So, so he says, wow. Okay. He's, he's looking, he's like, okay, what verse Lord, what verse, what do you want me to share? And he, and he was, he was thinking Philippians four, six and seven, you know, yeah. be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good verse. And he, he gets up there because he, because in his heart, he wants to share something with them, not just pray. Right. Sure. <laughs> he's going to yeah. make the most of the opportunity. So he gets up there to share Philippians four and the Lord tells him, no, hmm. you're not going to share that. You're not going to share that because these men don't know me. Hmm. Maybe God just gave him that to prepare his heart not to be anxious in that moment. Amen. 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 That's right. Yeah. That's right. That could have been the whole purpose. So what the Lord told him to share is what is shared many times in the book of Revelation about the second death Hmm. and that Jesus has power over the second death. And those who overcome, those who overcome will not be touched by the second death. Mm. And so he gets up there and the Lord just fills him with the word about the second death. It's totally the Holy Spirit because Mm. he says, we're all going to die, my friends. You know, he loves them. He's been laboring amongst them for years and years. And now, now there's this culmination of years of prayer. And here he is before the whole company before the CEO and all the leaders and managers and everyone (laughs) favor from God. And he says, "Uh, my friends, you know, we're all going to die. Our bodies are going to die, are going to die. But the Lord doesn't want you to face the second death. There is death after these bodies die. It's eternal death. Mm. It's in the lake of fire. And Jesus went to the cross and he shed his blood. He poured out his blood for you that you don't have to face everlasting death, but you can have everlasting life. You need to come to the cross. And he started preaching the cross. Wow. In the midst of this meeting, the, only the coronavirus could produce this thing. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, God's yeah. using it is what I'm saying. It's really God. It's not the coronavirus. But right. I just want to say God is using it. Amen. He's it's... using it in us. That's why we're even doing this right now. Yeah. But so he shares that and then he prays for them. He shares, in, he shares two messages, really, because there's people that speak Spanish and speak English there. Mm-hmm. So he speaks the message in Spanish and gives the message in English. Wow. Then he prays in Spanish and prays in English. He said the Lord, when he was praying, the Lord just had him get on his knees. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you would ever, you know, you would ever think of necessarily doing in your own self, but right. got on his knees and the Lord had him pleading for these men, for their souls, for their families and for their children and and that they'd be they'd be delivered, and that the coronavirus wouldn't touch them, and and that they would find they'd find refuge in Jesus. And mm-hmm. he was just pleading, like the wow. Holy Spirit was pleading, as it says in Second Corinthians five, 
God pleads through us. We are his ambassadors as God is pleading through us, be reconciled to God. Yes. And so I just wanted to share that because that was something that came today. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord wanted me to share that on this Powerful. first episode of Spirit of Adoption wow. Radio. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing that God wants to produce in all of us. That's right the there. spirit of adoption right there. Just sharing yeah. that message, you that, know? That they could be adopted. Amen. That they could be adopted. All of those men, the Lord wants them to become his children. You know, I've said before, every time a soul is saved, the world loses one more orphan. Mm -hmm. That's the spirit of adoption. Amen. Amen. And so afterwards, now here, this is interesting because he said after, after he prayed, after he shared and prayed, everyone in the conference room started clapping. Wow. And, you know, we don't receive glory. Right. We give glory to sure. the Lord. He won't share his glory with anyone. Right. But I was telling him, I said, what do men do, like lost men that, let's just say, let's say football is their idol. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's say they paint themselves in silver and black and they go in the end zone. Right? Mm-hmm. And what do they do when their team scores a touchdown? Party. <laughs> They're going to do maybe do a little clapping, (laughs) (laughs) maybe more than that. Yeah. So these men, the men that don't know the Lord, God touched their hearts and they were, all they knew to do in response was like clap and they, it was a response. Wow. Right. It was a response of thankfulness, of gratitude there, that they're sober, they're sober Mm. and they're not right now. Nobody's clapping for touchdowns. No one's clapping for three pointers. No one's clapping for home runs. There's Mm -hmm. no one doing that. Right. But these men are now clapping for the word of God being preached to them in that conference room. Wow. And that's fruit of this pandemic. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So, uh, you know, back to Spirit of Adoption Radio, it was birthed in our hearts in the middle of this tribulation. So uh, it became clear that Romans 8.15 and Isaiah 40.31 were going to be theme verses for this radio show Amen. through all of this. And it's, it's the radio show is basically about the greater things that just like that testimony with Joe, the greater things that God is doing in the midst of this dark world and how by his spirit, you can soar above it all and live for the kingdom of God. So he's using these trials now, uh, to show us that he's in control. He's using these trials now to help us not lose heart and to keep looking to his kingdom, Amen. which is coming. And so that's what we believe that the Lord wants to do through the Spirit of Adoption Radio. Yeah. uh, Is that very thing. Um, And so Spirit of Adoption Radio, if you turn it into an acronym, okay? Mm -hmm. Spirit of Adoption Radio. What is is that? SOAR. SOAR. And which is really amazing because as I was praying about even a logo for this this radio show, Mm -hmm. what was on my heart was the Isaiah 4031 eagle wings. And years ago, I used to run lasers and I, I made a design of Isaiah 4031 on eagle wings. So mm-hmm. these big eagle wings. Okay. And we have it on the wall downstairs. In the dining room. Yeah. Yep. And so I was downstairs looking at that. And that was what the Lord was putting on my, on my heart is that's what he wanted. He wanted that to be the theme of the show because he wants people to be lifted up above and see things from the eternal perspective. Yeah. And so I saw the wings there. And then that's when the thought came about SOAR, Spirit of Adoption Radio, S-O-A-R, SOAR. Wow. So that was a bonus. Mm-hmm. So, so Spirit of Adoption Radio, the acronym is SOAR. And so may the show do this 
in, in all of us. Right? Amen. Dear. Amen. And, you know, we really hope to be a hub of encouragement for the body of Christ and for anyone listening, really, just, you know, to encourage you and to invite you really to soar together with us. We really want to invite you to tune into our upcoming episodes. Um, we have some really exciting testimonies to share. So the the testimony of the man that we call Joe today, that's just one of many testimonies that we would like to share with you. In this storm that we've gone through, we've already had so many testimonies birthed. One of them was a last flight out of Uganda. We're going to share about that on one of our episodes. I won't say too much. Uh, we also have a Malawi missionary that came back home with their family and there was a, a testimony of a purse, and we won't say too much about that, but we're going to share that on the air. We also um, have uh, missionaries to Croatia, John and Tarina Dutton with Athletes for the Nations. They're going to be coming on our show. They're friends of ours and also authors um, of a book, and they're our clients, and they were stuck in Croatia, and they're going to be coming on the show. We also have some special guests from Israel they're going to be that are going to be coming and sharing about the lockdown and about their ministry. They're um, Scott and Beth Friedman from Jerusalem. And uh, they're also partnering with us with Hineni Tours to show more of what God is doing in the land of Israel. Amen. Amen. Related to Israel, um, I told you earlier in the broadcast that I was going to share something funny uh, about Tabitha and um, so I think I'm going to do that now. Now it, it may not be so funny for some, but it, it's, it's funny for me, but hopefully it would be funny to you too. Make a little noise over there. Um, let's see. <laughs> let's see. I don't know what's going to do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's princess Tabitha's little button. So in, when we first went to Israel, uh, the people, the Israelis, they had a hard time saying Tabitha's name. So whenever we would go someplace, uh, they would pronounce it Tabitha, Tabitha. Um, But Tabitha, of course, comes from Acts chapter 9. She was raised from the dead in Joppa, which is really awesome. That's So that's that's your hometown, Mm -hmm. Joppa, your favorite, one of your favorite places in Israel, Joppa. I love it. Um, So, but her name, uh, it means deer. So Tabitha means gazelle or deer. And so they couldn't say Tabitha. So that the next, every time we would go to a restaurant or a coffee place or something like that, it would, you know, it would kind of slow down the the lines (laughs) and they get puzzled. And a lot of the Israelis, the ones that don't know their Messiah, they they don't have that much patience, huh, dear? No, no. We'd get the little (laughs) puzzled look, perplexed look about this name with the Uh TH that they couldn't pronounce. The TH, they can't do the, yeah. So... I'm sure we sound really funny to them speaking Hebrew. Right. 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 So the second time we went to Israel, we decided to look up deer, the word deer in Hebrew. And it turns out the word for deer in Hebrew is tzvia. It's like a T-Z-V, tzvia. So now whenever we go to Israel, um, that's, that's Tabitha's alias, she has an alias in Israel that I'm letting the world know about now. Mm-hmm. Um, that is mm-hmm. Tzvia. And it's funny because now when we're in Israel, uh, all the restaurants and coffee shops and different places like that, now they, she says uh, a table for Tzvia or 
where she puts in the coffee um, <laughs> and she says Sphia. And then they don't have any problem with that. They actually, they actually think that you're Israeli when you say right. it. You say Sphia. All she can say is one word, Sphia. And they're like, oh, she's an Israeli. Right. And uh, so it's kind of fun when, whenever they call out the name for her coffee or, or the food or something, Sphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, she runs up there, you know, and, and kind of feels like an Israeli, right? I mean, right. I love like my Hebrew name. In yeah. fact, when I got back here to the States, I had to like mentally transition when I ordered my coffee here in, in Atlanta. I just had to mentally transition. Wait, what is my name? <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Tabitha. <laughs> so whenever I need, need to call her and I really need to get her attention, um, sometimes even when she's on the computer, it, it might be might be one of your flights or something that she's doing, but I have to get her attention. Mm-hmm. Then I, I just yell, Sphia. Right. And then she <laughs> pops up and she, everything stops. And then she is ready. Right. So, yes, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what you can do too. Now, uh, if you ever need her attention really bad, mm-hmm. just say Sphia. Sphia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll and, come running. Like I run for my coffee in Israel. Right. <laughs> yep. If you want her attention, just say Sphia. Oh, so yeah. that wasn't that wasn't too bad, right, dear? That no, wasn't, it, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. You don't feel like like I um, divulged any no. anything too funny. But now uh, it's maybe my next turn. time, next time. Oh, it's your turn. It's my turn. Oh, because it because it sounded like you were getting serious when I said I was going to share something funny. Mm-hmm. You, you were like, I got something mm-hmm. funny about you, like like you were about ready to box or something. Yeah. So. So here's here this is your intro. So be nice. Don't punch back too hard. I I was I was using like pillows. Wow. My turn, huh? Uh-huh. Where do I start? There's a video actually oh, if I wanted to wow. share something really funny, honey, there's a video I have of you. Oh, jump into this song you put that video on and i really will get out the boxing gloves (laughs) (laughs) all right okay so now you're really motivated right okay so it's my turn to say something funny about kevin and i you know well besides the fact that kevin still uses an iphone from about seven generations ago (laughs) um but we won't go there it's antique Um, So it is, it's very antique, but another funny thing about Kevin is his amazing way of telling stories actually to a fault. Um, so, you know, he's one of those that when he starts sharing about a movie that really blesses him and goes into every last detail. So, you know, before you know it, he goes from the cliff notes of the movie all the way over to the other side of the whole cliffhanger of the whole movie. (laughs) I usually well, some find some people myself... can't watch the movie, so I just give it to them. <laughs> right? Oh, you know what I mean. Some yeah. people don't have time. For You're all saving that. the money. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's what I can say. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I, I usually find myself trying to stop him about midway through, but you know, just sometimes I can't get it get there fast enough. <laughs> that's right. I'm saving people <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So that was it, huh? That's okay. it. That was nice. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, enough of that. Rocky. <laughs> so, amen. Thank you, dear, for not embarrassing me too much. That was a little humor uh, in the midst of these perilous times. And humor is, 
is good as long as it's pure, right, dear? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Heart does good like medicine. So it's good to have uh, some medicine for the heart, and hopefully we got to be some of that for you. Mm-hmm. And as uh, long as it's humor that you can enjoy in the presence of God, right? Amen. That can be good medicine. But the greatest medicine of all is God's word. That that should make our heart the most merry. That's is right. the truth, the promises of God's word like we've been talking about. So with that in mind, uh, at the beginning of the show, I shared with you about something that we had prepared to give everybody to be a blessing. <clears throat> so, Amen. but it was what I worked on is a project that was in my heart called the Tribulation Psalm. And I would recognize that a lot of those who were in prison and suffering for the gospel, they would have certain verses that were that were precious to them, and they would they would sing to the Lord, that they would pray those verses to the Lord. They would, and there this communion between them and the Lord and His Word was became really the treasure. What was in my heart is the Psalms are such a treasure, and what specifically was on my heart is to take all of may not be all of them, but to go through them and take the Psalms that are the verses that are vertical that are to the Lord, that that David or the psalmist is crying out to the Lord. So they're all vertical, mm-hmm. okay, where he's, you're talking to the Lord, okay, directly to him, like as a person, like when we pray to the Lord. And so I finally put it together into like a message. So it all kind of flows together like a one complete message, mm-hmm. and it's called the Tribulation Psalm. Yeah. And so... Um, this is something we want to to give to you, um, this file, and hopefully you can be encouraged by this, uh, you and your family, with this resource. And you can just go to adoptionairfare.com, and then you can go to the Spirit of Adoption Radio page. And on that, you're going to see a downloadable link. It'll say download the Tribulation Psalm. You can just go ahead and download that, uh, print it out. You can put it in, like what we have is in a nice binder. Okay, you can print it out, put it in a binder, and it goes day by day. So it goes through 31 days, and mm-hmm. uh, so you can read read it each day. We really hope that this podcast was a blessing to you, and we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast on whatever is the platform of your choice. And also, um, please follow us on our Facebook page, Adoption Airfare has a Facebook page um, for testimonies. It's kind of a hub of lots of testimonies of families coming home from all over the world. In fact, we are just about to post a family that just came home from South Africa on our Facebook page. So, Amen. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And he has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. Mm. And may the Lord bless you as you seek him today. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha, 